Thank you for tuning in to the Remodel Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires you and encourages your daily life. First John chapter 3 verse 18. First John chapter 3 verse 18. First John is towards the very back of the Bible. First John chapter 3 verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Again, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much this morning for your presence that we've already felt in this place. God, we ask that you would speak into our hearts and speak into our lives this morning. Help us to understand your word. Help us to live your word or receive your word. But God, more than anything, help us to live your word out. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says, amen. 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 So today what I want to talk about is love in action. Love in action. And there's going to be three parts that we're going to talk about. Number one, we're going to talk about loving God. Then we're going to talk about loving people. And we're going to talk about changing the world. Loving God, loving people, and changing the world. We love God. Everybody with me? We love God. First John chapter 4, verse 17. We love God because He first loved us. We love God because He loved us first. I'll never forget. I'll never forget the moment when Lorraine and I, for the very first time, began to express our feelings for each other. And I don't know about any of you guys, but whenever you kind of throw that I love you out there, and you're saying you're the first one to say it, that reaction or that moment between that reaction feels like a stinking eternity. And then the worst part was that whenever I first told Lorena, we're outside of uh, Papa Poblano's in, in Wicks, and whenever I first told her, you know what, I love you, she was like, oh, yeah, I love you too. And I'm like, oh, wait, 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 no, 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 not like... I love you, Sister Lorena. No, 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 not like that. Like, I love you. And then there was a pause. And my heart just feels like, everything slow motion. And I'm like, I just jacked up. And then she said those words, I love you. You know, the beautiful thing about God is there's not that moment. The beautiful thing about God is we don't express our love to him hoping that he reciprocates it. We don't throw our heart out there and put it all out on the line and then maybe, just maybe, we, p- we pick the right way to say it or the right time to say it and he'll show us his love back. It doesn't work that way with God. You see... God from eternity, from the beginning of eternity, he's had his heart out on the line for us. We love God because he first loved us. We don't have this vulnerable moment with God questioning or wondering, does he love us? 
he showed his love to us first. First John chapter four, verse 10. I want you guys to highlight this scripture. First John chapter four, verse 10. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the payment for our sins, but that he loved us. And because he loved us, he sent his son to be the payment for our sins. God's love moved him into action. God doesn't just say that he loves you. God doesn't just use his words to say that he loves, but his love to for us moved him into action. And he sent his one and only son to die the death that our sins deserved. But he paid that price for us. He loved God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. See, God's love was not vacant or was not immobile. God's love is not empty. But God's love is in action. It is in action on a daily basis through his son. So they're not empty words. They're not empty promises. They're not just words written down on a a book. But his love is moved into action. God shows his love to us by giving us free will. You see, we all have the option Rather to choose to love God and follow God or not to. And that's a gift that he's given us. He gave us the gift of free will. He loved us so much that he doesn't want a a, uh, forced love. He doesn't want a, a, a fake love. He wants a true love that we can give to him. He wants real love. So he gave us free will. And we show our love to God by doing his will. So John chapter 14 says, if you love me, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Do what I say. Do my will. Obey me. So God showed his love to all of us by giving us free will, letting us choose the life that we want to live. And we show God that we love him by choosing to do his will. It's as simple as that. The second part, love people. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who, he who does not love does not know God For God is love. Man, highlight verse 8. He or she, whoever does not love, does not know God. For God is love. For God is love. If God lives in us, then there is no room for hatred. If God is living inside of me because God is love, then there's no room for hatred towards anyone. Listen, things like racism and discrimination, those are evil. 
And they're straight from hell. They're straight from Satan himself. God is love. And if we don't love the people that are next to us, if we don't love those that are a little bit different than us, that think differently than us, that live differently than what we do, if we don't learn to love them or if we don't choose to love them, then we cannot say that God is living in us. If we don't love, we can't say that we know God. We don't know God if we do not love. Again, love is a choice. In Matthew, Jesus tells us, love your enemies. Now, how can someone love their enemies? You're never, that's never going to come out of a feeling. Would you agree with that? Somebody that's hurt you time and time and time again that you might consider your enemy Would you agree that some butterflies aren't going to be all up in your gut telling you to love them? Is is that that true? Yeah, that's true. So when Jesus says, love your enemies, he's clearly telling us, hey, love is a choice. We choose to do this. So when we choose not to love, then we don't know God. When we choose to withhold love and forgiveness and grace from others, then that's a lack of God in our lives. It's not because they're so terrible. It's because we don't know God that well. And all of these people that choose to hold up signs saying God hates X amount of people and God hates this type of people and God hates these kind of people, they're a bunch of morons that don't know God. They're not speaking on God's behalf. They're not speaking on the behalf of the church. They might know a whole lot of words out of the Bible, but they don't know who God is if they think God hates people. How could God hate his own creation? How could God hate his own creation? So we don't listen. We don't listen to people if somebody ever comes up to you and you think they're real smart and then they say God hates a certain people group, right there, just know that their IQ just like went to the bottom of the earth. I mean, they're dumb. They don't know God. So we're not going to listen. We're not going to get involved with, with people that hate each other. Hating people because they have a different skin color or because they have different blood or because they live in a different part of the world. or Man, all of that is so dumb. None of of that is from God. None of that is godly. None of that is biblical. None of it is. Racism, again, is straight from hell. It's from Satan himself. So we choose to love people. We choose to love others. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? If someone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. For he, he who does not love his brother whom he has not seen, or whom he has seen, excuse me, how can he love God whom he has not seen? We cannot love God. If we do not love people. 
We cannot have a loving relationship with God if we do not love people. We cannot grow spiritually into maturity with God and in our Christian faith if we do not love people. God's hand and his blessing and his love and his grace won't be over us if we do not love people. So how is it that we can say that we love God that we haven't seen him? Who we don't see if we don't love the person that's right next to us. That's what John's telling us here is is that doesn't even make sense. That you could love something or someone that you never see, but you can't love the person next to you. You can't love the people at your job or at your home or at your school. How can we say that we love God if we don't love them? You guys with me? 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has their, this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? Wow. You see, true love, when we truly choose to love, love will always move us into action. So John's saying here, how can you say that you love people when you have all of these resources to, at your uh, disposal and at your reach and you choose to just keep them all to yourself knowing that there's people that are in need. How can you say that you love people? How can you say that you know what love is when you're so selfish is what he says. How can we say that we love God? How can we say that we have a relationship with God? How can we say that we know God if it's all about ourselves all of the time? That's what John's saying. We can't say that we love God. We can't can't say that we know God, love God, love people if we're not helping those around us. You see, at the very beginning of the year, I shared with you a goal that we have set for this church. And it is a big goal. It's not anything that can be accomplished by one person or, or even by a small group of people. It's going to take everybody working together. And the reason I come up with this goal is because I just, I could not imagine. I could not imagine how it would make me feel if my son or my daughter ever questioned if I love them. Those of you that are parents, how would that make you feel? If your children, your son, your daughter, questioned if you really love them, what would you do? How would you even begin to deal with that issue? And I just believe it's a great injustice that there are people in our communities that don't know, that really don't know that God loves them. 
it's not right that little children grow up in a world, in this world, man. I'm not talking about in, in a third world country. I'm talking about here, Polk County. How could it be that little children could grow up not knowing that there's a God that loves them? See, and how can we say that we love God? How can we say that, say that we love people? If it's not our motivation, if it's not our goal, if it's not our uh, vision, if it's not our mission to make sure that we use our resources and we use our platforms and we use our influence to make sure that they know, that others know, that we love them and that God loves them. You guys with me? You see, we can't, we can't be all about ourselves. We can't be, be worrying only about ourselves and only about our families and, and say that we love God. It, it's, it's unbiblical. It's not who God is. It's not who we're meant to be. So let's use our influence. Let's use what we have at our disposal. Let's use whatever platform we have And let's make sure that people know that God loves them. I guarantee you there's somebody within your sphere of people, there's someone within your circle that maybe doubts, that maybe questions. Maybe there's some that just didn't grow up in church. And I I know some of you didn't grow up in church. And and maybe you dealt with this. Maybe for some time you, you doubted that God existed or that God loved you or that there was a God that loved you. Maybe, maybe you questioned, maybe you wrestled and you fought with this. And so you understand what that feeling is. And, and so you want to make sure that others know and acknowledge who God is. But sometimes for those of us that did grow up in church, it can be something that we just kind of take for granted. We just kind of think that everybody grew up in our little world. Everybody heard the same things that we heard. Everybody saw the same love that we saw. But there's so many people in our community. Again, I'm not talking about outside of Polk County. I'm talking about here in our small towns that just don't know. And how will they know Unless someone tells them. How will they know unless you show them? You guys with me? So let's not let our, wor- our love just be in words, but let's let our love be moved into action. And this is what I believe. I believe that when a church comes together and begins to love God above all things, and then begins to love people, I believe we can change the world. I really believe this with all of my heart. I believe that if we would come together and love God and love people, I believe that we can change the world. Go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears 
has not been made perfect in love. When people feel loved, it changes them. When people feel loved, it changes them. For a long time, I've made it a goal of, my, of mine to just show little kids that I love them. Because I acknowledge and I know that, that Wednesday nights, man, we bring in a lot of kids from, from just different parts of our community. That, and uh, I, I, I know that on Wednesday nights, a majority of the kids that are here don't, aren't involved in church. Their parents don't go, go to church. And, and I know that for some of them, life is rough. And it's very difficult. And the truth is, I've hugged little boys and told them that I love them. That's never been hugged by a man before. I've hugged little girls and told them how beautiful they are. Who's never had anybody tell them how beautiful they are. That stuff breaks my heart. But it's amazing how much hope that hug and that truth being spoken into our lives gives them it's amazing how much it can change their attitude how much it can change their life just knowing just having one person speak truth into their lives it's amazing how that can change everything for a child There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Love changes everything. I'm telling you, if we would just take it upon ourselves to show God's love in every scenario, in every uh, situation that we find ourselves in, if we would just take it upon ourselves to just show God's love, I'm telling you, it could change some people's lives. It could give hope where there's no hope. It can really mend some broken hearts. Because there's so many people out there that just don't know. Love changes people's lives. 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world man highlight that for whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith the victory that has overcome the world is our faith who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God who is he who overcomes the world But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. I want you to know this. God has given you the tools and he has given you the resources that you need to change the world. I know this may seem like too big of a goal for us to reach in 2018. And maybe it'll take more than just 2018. Maybe it'll take a couple of years. And maybe it just seems like too big of a goal to make sure that everybody within our area knows, between Dequeen and Amina, knows that God loves them. Maybe it seems impossible, but I want you to know this. God has already given you the tools and the resources that you need, not that I need, that you need to see this into fruition. 
to see this goal come true, to overcome the world and to show everyone God's love. It's already inside of you. It's already within your reach. You already have what you need to change the world. Do you guys believe that? You can change the world. You really can. There's no telling what your influence in one person's life can do. There's no telling what just a, a hug and just telling somebody, you know what, God loves you, I love you. There's no telling what that can do for a person. If you just think how many people out there are, just feel so hopeless, just feel so overwhelmed, all they need is a hug. All they need is just for one person to speak truth into their lives, to give encouragement into their lives. I'm telling you, you can change the world. You can change our community. You can make sure everyone knows that God loves them. This is the end of the message. For more information, go to www.thurmanmodelchurch.com.